Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, I'm going to be breaking down how much we spent on our trip to Maui, um, how much we spent going to Hawaii. I'm going to break it down. Where Places where we like to save while traveling, places where we like to spend and splurge while traveling. And also, I'm going to talk about the amazing COVID protocols, what we did, and everything like that. Um, Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know that we have been compiling a ton of money-saving things to do when you are traveling. Now, you might obviously not be traveling a ton right now because of COVID, but as, you know, all all prayers um, going towards this and we're just hoping for the best but as covid cases are continuously continuing to decline hopefully in the future um if not the near future you know we will be able to travel more i'm hoping for that but regardless whenever it is safe and uh, appropriate and available to travel Um, again, we want you to have this guide in your hand. So we created a money-saving travel guide ebook. And again, it's exactly what it sounds. It's pages upon pages of, hey, here are travel hacks. If you are renting a car, here's how to save money. If you're renting an Airbnb, here's how to save money on flights. Here's how to do this and that and all those things. And so it's $15. And there's going to be a link where you can um, go and check this out. It's $15 if you want to buy it straight up. However, however, if instead you want to get it for free, if you want to get it for free, all you have to do is go leave a review on the podcast, leave a review on the Deeper Than Money podcast, screenshot your review, Okay, screenshot your review. If you've already left a review, you can screenshot, go back and screenshot your the review that you've left and email it to our team, contact at deeper-than-money.com. This info will be in the show notes, so you can go to the show notes, check this out. Again, all you have to do, leave a review on the podcast, write a review, not just like leaving stars, but like leave the stars, write the review, screenshot it, email it to our team with the subject line, money saving travel guide. And we will email you back an individual specialized code for you to get it for free. Okay. So you can go buy the travel ebook. If the money saving travel guide, if that's something you want to just go spend $15 on, or if you want to get it for free, This is the time to leave a review, email it to our team, 
and they will give you a individualized coupon to go and grab it for free. So, okay, that's super exciting. I'll talk about that more on my Instagram this week if you want more deets and inside scoop on what it's going to look like. But let's dive in to this episode. So I'm going to break down um, all of our Hawaii trip, okay? So first, let me tell you about the COVID precautions because it was amazing. It was so incredible. And I re- I mean, obviously, it's gonna it's easier to implement these precautions in Hawaii because it's an island, whereas it'd be harder to, to implement like state by state because you can drive in from a million different directions. But I was like, oh my gosh, like imagine if every state did this, this would be so cool. But anywho, sir, we had to 72 hours before our flight. So we actually got a COVID test five days before going. And so that came back negative, obviously. And then 72 hours before our flight. So um, the morning before our flight, we went and got a COVID test. It had to be a very specific type of test. Um, it's called the NAAT test, which is um, the, the one that um, Hawaii is it's mandatory for you to do that type of test just because there are some tests that are you know like the at-home swabs or whatever that are like less accurate and so you have to do that type of swab and you have to do it with a partner that Hawaii has agreed to so like Walgreens was where we went so went to Walgreens got that test we had our results back I think within like four hours of that test our test results were negative again And then we had to print that document that said we have a negative COVID test. We also had to create a profile on the Hawaii travel um, website. We had to create our own profile, upload our, all of like our information to it, but then also upload the negative COVID test into those documents. We printed all those documents, printed our um, negative COVID test, and then brought that with us with our you know, like flight information and everything like that. So then, you know, went, went to the airport, obviously masked up and flew to Hawaii. Uh, because we live in the Midwest, we had to take three flights there, which was less than ideal. But, um, you know, that was, that's, that's the, that was the only way we could get there. So we took the three flights, but then when we landed in Hawaii, and it was great. We flew Delta. Um, I like flying Delta. I usually fly Delta or American. And every single flight, we did not have anyone next door to us. Like every flight we were on had three seats, and there was always just the two of us. And then the um, third seat was empty. So we never sat by anyone on the plane, which was really great. Everyone was really respectful of like not getting too close to you boarding the plane or deboarding the plane, which was awesome. We actually had two of our flights, we didn't have anyone in the row, the entire row in front of us or behind us, which was awesome. And then on the other row, we didn't have anyone on the seat, on the three seats next to us. So it was, it was really great and felt, I felt really good about it that way. So then we got to Hawaii and this process, they just like had down. So we got off of the plane in Hawaii and they immediately, you're like funneled through from security through this like line and you go through this line up to the um this table where somebody's sitting there and we had to show them our qr code so when you go and make your profile on the hawaii website and upload your 
COVID test, it creates a QR code for you. So we brought our QR code up. She scanned it, saw that we had a negative COVID test. We showed her our printed out piece of paper that said, hey, we both had a negative COVID test. She marked us down, updated our on the travel website that says we've been checked in basically. And then um, she gave us a piece of paper and then we took that paper down the hall to where you cannot leave the airport without that like signed piece of paper that says, hey, we have checked in, we are have a negative COVID test, we're good to go. Every, if you don't have a negative COVID test flying into Hawaii, you have to quarantine for 10 days. You cannot leave. You have to quarantine for 10 days. Now, this is the part I was confused on a little bit, but um, the security person at the airport told us that you have to quarantine at like the airport hotel. Like they have a they have like a COVID hotel basically where you can't leave. Security is watching you. Like so that yeah. So it was pretty. I felt very confident when knowing I'm on a plane of people who have all had negative COVID tests within 24 hours. Which and ninety the the COVID test that we had to take is like ninety nine percent accurate. So again, feel I felt really confident about that. So then took our piece of paper to the. Um, security to get out of the airport to go get our bags got our bags went to the rental car place and all we had to do there was scan our qr code again to say hey i can't rent a car unless i've had a negative covid test and again that was uploaded on the website so we showed them that and then it was completely contactless like they literally scanned that from they were behind like a glass thing i held my phone up scanned that we signed the paper and then we just went and picked out the jeep we rented a jeep and so the keys were already in it and it was really cool you open the door and it goes like like there's like a puff sound which is the seal being broken because all of the cars have to i don't know how they do it but they like vacuum seal the car so you know that it's been clean and that no one has been in it before you so then you open it and it was like so weird you hear like a puff so we rented a rental car so we weren't doing any like ride sharing or um, you know, like bus or anything like that, just to, again, just be respectful and be around people as little as possible. So got the rental car, then drove to our hotel that we stayed in. Again, they needed our QR code to scan to make sure we had a negative COVID test. And we had to wear masks everywhere. I mean, the only time you didn't have to wear a mask at the hotel was when you were sitting down at your, like at the pool in your chair which are all six feet apart. You cannot move them. And the chairs are, they're two chairs together with like a rope tied around them. So you cannot separate them. So, and then you can't move the chairs. It's a, it was a really good system, honestly. But, um, so that felt really good. And then, um, they also didn't have people come and clean your room every day. Um, they did it every five days. You could ask for it to be more, but we actually said we don't want anyone to clean it the entire time just because for a couple reasons. One, of course, COVID. But two, I actually did that pre-COVID a lot of times because um, I'm very sensitive to toxic cleaning products like bleach and um, just like the harsh chemicals that they use in hotels. And so um, hotels are like wherever and um, resorts, whatever. And so when every single day somebody's coming in and like spraying your entire place on with bleach, then I like come back and my like eyes itch and I just, so um, 
yeah, so it was it was a win-win because, of course, then COVID, we didn't have to be, no one was in our room. Um, and so then we would just get towels, like a couple towels when we needed it, or just set our trash outside the room, and then they would grab it, and it was awesome. So that worked out really well. And I'm trying to think of any other thing. And then, of course, like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other, like, things while we were there. But so anyways, needless to say, it was a really incredible trip. I personally felt so good about going there. And I know that that's a controversial statement because there are a lot of people who are like, and and we got, trust me, a ton of hate for going there. I got a lot of like literal hate DMs from people being like, you know, you're the worst person ever. And, um, you know, we followed every single CDC guideline. We went beyond following every single CDC guideline. And um, I felt really, really good about it. We were really safe about it. We followed every protocol, like I said, but also being there, every single person at the um, resort, at the, like the airport security, the, at the rental car, at like everywhere, everyone was like, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much because I think it's like over 70% of Hawaii, their economy is built on tourism. And so when they shut down, most of the people that we talked to, they were furloughed for, you know, eight months minimum. And um, one of the ladies that we talked to at the resort, she was saying that she was furloughed for eight months and that it was really hard because then not not only is 70% of the island built on tourism, but when that shuts down, now everyone's trying to go for all the other jobs, all the other small portion of jobs. Everyone is trying to go for them just because um, that's so much of their economy. And she's like, it's it's really hard to get a job that's like virtual, but somewhere else because since Hawaii, the time difference is so different that there's just, it, it was really tough. So everyone we talked to was so, so freaking grateful and um, glad that it was starting to open back up. And everyone there was also really respectful, like at the resort or like on the boardwalk, like everyone wore masks. Literally, you're walking outside and for the most part can pretty much stay six feet away from people and everyone still had on masks. And so it just, again, for me felt really good. And I would recommend it to someone who is... um, you know, considering going there and wanting to know what the, um, COVID precautions are like. So, okay. Um, now let me talk about the, how much we spent. So Hawaii was definitely, I mean, this was the, one of the most expensive trips I've ever taken. Um, the, I mean, apart from, I lived abroad in Spain and then I was a live-in nanny in Amsterdam and for like obviously like it wasn't just a vacation because I lived there so apart from that I mean this was I'm trying to think of like any other I I genuinely don't think I've ever spent as much on a vacation but again traveling to Hawaii is more expensive normally plane tickets are more expensive um the resort was like by far the most expensive thing and um and so I just want to say that um, you know, if you are looking at traveling to Hawaii, I could not recommend it enough because it was so freaking beautiful and amazing. Probably one of the best trips I've ever taken, but I, ju- I do want to say that it was, um, 
like this is not how much I would normally spend on a week vacation. Okay. So let's break it down. Plane tickets. So the plane tickets that we got were like $300 each. So that was $600 for both um, Shay and I. So, and, and we just flew like the basic thing. I mean, we normally fly because pre-COVID I flew so much and well, Shay flew, but he really, I, I don't even know if he flew Delta or flew whatever. So between the two of us, we have Delta points. Um, not that, not like points that you use to upgrade, but like just being a member, I feel like a lot of times we always get like really good seats on the plane. I don't know if that's a thing or if that's just in my head, but when I first started traveling, like I was always like the last seat in the plane, no matter when I booked. And now I'm like always more towards the front. So we didn't pay for upgraded class. We were in like the normal economy seating, but we do get like good seats in economy because um, we used to travel so much pre-COVID. Okay. So $300 each for our round trip tickets. The uh, hotel that we stayed at was definitely like the majority of all of our expenses. So the hotel we stayed at was $375 a night and we stayed eight nights. And so that was th- uh, $3,000. Now we stayed there for a couple of reasons. Are there cheaper places? Absolutely. Um, there are Airbnbs that you can stay at. There are um, cheaper re- like resorts um, that you can stay at too. But the reason we want to stay there is one, we have had a lot of some like friends and family that have visited there and tried to go the cheaper route and stay at Airbnbs where there were like bugs or they just, because again, it's like a very, you're like literally on the beach. It's like so, it, it seriously looks like Jurassic Park. It's just so beautiful and amazing. But anyway, there were bugs or it just wasn't like kept up very well. And so it was just, or, or like the air conditioning didn't work and it was really hot. And so, um, we really wanted to be at a resort instead of an Airbnb. That was number one. And we also wanted to, again, be at like, I don't know, we just didn't want to talk, like have to meet with people or for Airbnb. I don't know. We wanted to do a resort. So then of the resorts, there are a bunch of different ones, but this was like the main location where you can walk to a a ton of different stuff. We love walking outdoors. Um, is right along the beach. And, um, and so this was like the ultimate location and it was, I think their nicest resort there, if not like top three. Um, and so, but, but also the other resorts are also, um, what I would consider expensive. That's what I would consider expensive for like your, um, resort. So $3,000 was the, hotel. And that did not include breakfast. That did not include any food and drinks. It also did not include parking. But when we got there, we were taught, we were just, we came in and we we're checking in and chatting with the guy and he was so nice. And he gave us free parking for the week. I believe parking was like $25 per night. So what I can't do math, where's my phone calculator 25 times. What did I just say? Eight. So that would have been an extra $200 that we didn't have to spend because we got upgraded. Okay. Um, rental car, we paid $220 for the week. Um, on the rental car, there was a great deal going on. And also, I just want to preface this by saying, I did not book any of this myself. We use a travel agent. 
I learned about a year ago that travel agents are free and I've never been the same since. I don't understand how they're free. I do get it because they're paid through the hotel or they're paid through the airlines, but I don't understand. Like we looked up airline tickets and the cheapest we could find was the cheapest tickets we could find were like 400 something. She was able to find us tickets over 300. Um, and at this, this hotel, when we looked it up, the tickets were like four night or 480 a night the tickets the like to run the hotel was 480 and she was able to get it for like 375 so not only are our travel agents free but also they get cheaper deals like it's just it's wild it's wild um so use travel agent i can't recommend it enough um so also she was able to get this rental car because they were running a deal so we got an open air jeep uh for 220 dollars for the week we paid 75 dollars to fill up the gas tank because we did a lot of like morning cruises along the shoreline and we did road to Hana exploring and things like that. We spent about $150 a day on food. Um, neither one of us like are big like breakfast people that much. I love brunch, but like breakfast, I just like, we really don't have, don't like eat a big breakfast. So we just normally like, I bring a ton of snacks and stuff. And so Um, And I also bring like protein powder and greens. And so in the morning, I would just do like protein powder and greens, take my vitamins. And then we would normally just get like a Starbucks and then um, have like a big lunch at like 1130. So the 150 day is like breakfast and lunch or sorry, lunch and dinner for most days. And then, yeah, so it was $150 a day, which ended up being like $1,200 for the, um, time we were there and then um what is this 86 oh we went on a sunset cruise that was 86 dollars per person or 172 dollars total that was amazing it was um whale mating season like whale season because the whales travel down and mate and they're like i'm not kidding constantly jumping out of the water it was insane. We saw so many whales from the shore, but then when we were on the Sunset Cruise, we saw so many jumping out. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, you could just throw a rock at them. They were so close. It was insane, and they're so big. It just, it, it was mind-blowing. It was truly mind-blowing, so that was amazing. Um, oh, and also for that Sunset Cruise, we had to show our negative COVID tests. We had to get our temperature taken, and I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Okay, golf. Golf was normally like $490 on this golf course. It was wild. But we did this tour, which we're actually interested in. And um, we like we're going to do it before we realize that we got free golf out of it. So we went on this like timeshare tour, which people have people try to get us to do it in Mexico every time that we've been to Mexico. I do not recommend doing it there because we've heard horror stories of people who like get their like basically get robbed or like get held at like knife point yeah it's like crazy but um and and again maybe there are really good stories but like we truly have heard um from people we know like really bad stories from doing it um in mexico but in hawaii it was at the resort we were staying at next door and so we decided to go and um, do that tour. So we did a tour on basically where they were trying to sell us a timeshare. And we were just curious on what that looked like in Hawaii, like how much it was. And so we we got all the information. And then for you taking the time to do a tour so they can basically try to sell to you, 
then we were able to go to golf for free. So we saved like $490 golfing. We did pay $30 um, because it was $15 a piece for club rentals when you got free golf. So we did pay $30 for that. Groceries, right when we got um, we got at the airport, we went to Walmart, which was like right by the airport. It was awesome. And went and bought a ton of alcohol. And um, you guys know if you watch my Instagram story, I'm trying to get myself to like tequila because tequila is a little easier in your hormones than other alcohols. And so we got like vodka and tequila and like just some snacks and things like that. So grocery, we spent about $200. And then we took out $200 in cash just to tip people. Um, We also tipped, obviously, like when we went out to dinner or something, like we tipped on the bill. Um, But we wanted to have a bunch of cash for when people were like, um, you know, took our bags upstairs or brought us a drink at the pool or like something like that. Because again, we really like we felt so grateful to be able to go and also to be able to stimulate Hawaii's economy and excited that people had their jobs back. And so we took out an extra $200 just just to tip people extra in addition to like what we were tipping them on like our bill. Okay. <clears throat> so the total of everything was about $4,647 if I did all of my math adding this up right, um, which was awesome because we had planned to spend $5,000. Um, well, originally we'd said between four to five. We knew it'd be closer to five once we learned that the hotel we were going to stay at was 3000 So $5,000, it was, in my opinion, worth every single penny. It was just, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Best trip ever. I already want to go back. Um, But also just to give an example. So we went to Cabo in November. We've been to Mexico like three times in the past three two years for, um, went to Cabo for Shay's birthday. And then we went to two destination weddings and all of those were under like $2,000. I'm pretty sure. So our, or under 3000. So our Cabo trip in November for me and Shay, including airfare, including the resort, which is all inclusive. So food, drink unlimited the entire time was $2,100 for both Shay and I. And so again, and I'm, and I'm, that's still, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, it's so cheap. I'm just saying, I just want to give like an estimation of what the, the difference was in Hawaii. So that is a breakdown of expenses. I know a lot of people were curious on one, just Hawaii travel two what I spend on a vacation and, um, you know, as opposed to what like I would normally spend if I was going to like a different resort or something. So I hope you enjoyed those juicy deeds. Do not forget if you want to get the travel guide that you are um, either you can go to the show notes and click the link to buy the travel guide for $15 or all you have to do is go leave a review on the podcast and send a screenshot of it to our team contact it deeper hyphen than hyphen money.com. Again, that's in the show notes and you will receive a code to go and check out for free. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I am praying that COVID cases continue to go down and that as a nation, we continue to become healthier 
and um, and that travel is soon a, a free, you know, we're freely able to go and do. And I'm hoping for that. I'm I hope it comes soon. And um, and so the guide will help you get ready for when that does come. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, and I will see you back next week.